Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Survival Jobs, a podcast in collaboration with Broadway World. I am Jason, and this is my amazing, lovely, beautiful co-host, Samantha. And we're here live on Broadway World and wherever you get your podcasts. Samantha, how are you feeling today? Hi, Jason. Happy episode 67. Wow, we're almost at 75. Then we're almost <laughs> at 100. Then we're almost at 200. Look at us. <laughs> it's crazy. I had, a, I had that thought before, before we started recording today. I was like, wow, we've done so many mic checks. 67 of them at least maybe well okay we've done like some re-releases and stuff so maybe whatever but we've done a lot of mic checks hi jason that's what i'm feeling i'm feeling like oh my gosh we've done a lot of mic checks and we've done a lot of episodes and i'm so grateful and i'm so happy same i'm feeling the same i'm feeling very rejuvenated it's feeling like spring outside allergies are kicking my behind but we're good you know we're we're another day of sunshine and yes we're doing the thing as Ariana Bose would say. <laughs> How are you feeling, Jay? What's your temperature check? Good, feeling good. Excited, happy it's spring. Me too. Yeah, um, so I just wanted to, ch- to chat with you about and to tell of our all of our listeners that um, the children's theater that I grew up in called Crystal Theater of Norwalk, Connecticut, is celebrating their 35th anniversary uh, next wow. week. The 22nd. I think that's next weekend. My brain. Saturday. Yep. Yep. Um, And I have been here in Connecticut because I'm fully in the show. Like I haven't performed on a stage in a lot of years and I was never supposed to be in this show. I was like, Hey guys, I'm happy to help and I'll come plan the party. I'm an event planner. Like I can do that. But then I got bullied into fully being in the production. So now I'm fully in the production. (laughs) I'm wearing this crazy silver hat. I'm a snob. My name is Edwina. It's crazy, but it's, it's, it's such a good time and I'm so happy to be doing it. And it's just like, I feel like I'm 12 years old and the show is called a spinning tale, which actually ran off Broadway in 1990, the year I was born. Wow, um, circle. So I just wanted to give crystal theater a shout out and to give this production a shout out. If anyone's around Connecticut or Norwalk and you want to come see the show, uh, you could buy tickets at crystaltheater.org or if you just want to make a donation to support children's theater children's community theater that's been going strong for 35 years you can also check it out at crystaltheater.org um yeah so i just wanted to 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 shout that out before we jump into our amazing episode today Sam, I think it's so important and i i want to just give you really fast i just want to give you your props because you know it's important to it's important for people to go back to their communities and to give back, especially because, you know, that's still a part of you, right? That helped form you, that helped launch, not launch you, right? But it's been the foundation yep. to eventually be here on Broadway World, sharing your love of theater every week on our podcast, right? Those yeah, are the stepping stones. Yeah, no, it totally so, launched me. I, I found some of my best friends at Crystal Theater. I found my love of theater there. So it really has informed who I am as a person. So like big, 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 big shout out. Big shout out Crystal Theater. And since we're talking about hometowns and giving back, I just want to give a plug to Bridgeport Film Fest. I haven't done one in a while. If you've been following this podcast, you know that I started a film uh, film festival 
in 2020. Long story short, we're entering our third year and our submissions are open right now for films, for screenplays. And we have a good time over the weekend. It's September 8th to the 10th. Submissions are open until May 31st. I have a poll. When is it? September. 8th, yeah. September 8th to the 10th. September 8th. And Got if you it. want to submit your short film or your screenplay, you can use the code BFFSJP to save 50% off your entry fee. So drop that in really quick. We love to save a coin. You know what I we mean? We love to save a coin. Yes. So should we talk about our our, our girls? Yes! I'm so <laughs> excited for this episode, episode 67. Um, it's our first episode with two guests. So we're fully making survival jobs history, oh. y'all. Um, yeah, these girls are starring as the stepsisters in Bad Cinderella. Today we have Sammy Gale mm-hmm. and Morgan Higgins. And you guys, first of all, Jason and I saw the show. We're huge Bad Cinderella fans. We love this show. I huge. think our goal is to get like all the cast members on. We now have four. four, right? And now we're four. Yeah. Um, so we, we got to see the show before we interviewed them and the talent of these women is so giant. And then they're also just so kind and great humans. We had such an amazing time talking to them. And I know Jay, like I was a little nervous. I'm like, we don't know how to interview two people. Let's see like if this is going to be a big old flop or a success. And I don't know. I had a great time. I don't know about you. So I had a great time too. And I think it's, it's a testament to them, right? It's how open and kind they both were. Um, and they shared so many great stories. And I just want to say, we did get to see Bad Cinderella. And I had such a great time at the theater. Like, I'm not even like, I know, like, you know, we we're promoting the show or whatnot, but I had such a good time. And I feel like the girls talk about it. The women talk about it. Sorry, I don't want to say the girls. The women talk about it on the show, but like, not every show needs to be this big dramatic piece there's room for everything on broadway right and this show is so much fun if you need something light you need something that's good music you want to be dancing in your seat you want to be dancing when you're leaving the show go see this show right it's such a good the production design the acting the songs like it's Andrew Lloyd Webber y'all yeah it's so great and these ladies kill it they're they're kill it yeah I said they're my favorite part I feel bad saying that but it's true like I had such a good time watching them so kill Uh it Guys, I can vouch that Jason had a good time. He he was vocally, you know, expressing his feelings. And, this and I wasn't even the loudest one. There was someone no. else who was living their best life. Definitely <laughs> not the loudest one. You said that. You said that. Uh, Should right, we talk so, about them? Yeah. yeah. There we go. I'll, I'll tell everyone about Sammy Gale. Also, Sammy to Sammy. How iconic. Sammy to Sammy. I love that. Me too. Okay. Sammy Gale, who plays Adele in Bad Cinderella. Some of her film and television credits include Blue Bloods on CBS. She was a series regular for a decade. Uh, Candy Jar on Netflix, which she also co-produced. Noah, Vampire Academy, Hate Ship, Love Ship, The Congress, Stolen, Detachment, Royal Pains, and As the World Turns. Some of her Broadway credits include Gypsy, Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the musical. Some of her off-Broadway credits include Family Week, which was at MCC URA at the Atlantic Theater Company, Gypsy at Encores, and at Cine Center. She's a proud graduate of Columbia University and the Wharton School of Business, for which she got an MBA. Broadway. Yo, that's so Broadway. And the fact that she was on Blue Bloods for 10 years. 
Iconic. <laughs> Iconic. Okay. Now, Morgan, Morgan Higgins is thrilled to making her Broadway debut in Bad Cinderella. She's a recent graduate of NYU to School of the Arts. Select credits include Lost in the West on Nickelodeon, Mr. Student Body President for Amazon, Orange is the New Black on Netflix, City on a Hill Showtime. Morgan has performed with John Mellencamp and was a contestant on ABC's Rising Star. And I always mess this up at the end because I want to say thank you to the Bad Cinderella team. But <laughs> thank you to the Bad Cinderella team. <laughs> I'll cut that really quick. So yes, Morgan's a star. Sammy's a star. Sammy Toots is a star. Everyone's a star. Right? Is a star. <laughs> Before we let everyone listen to this episode, I just want to say I love your inflections on things sometimes like you do Broadway. Wow. And then you said when you were doing that bio, you were like, Netflix. <laughs> you like, you yeah, like, Orange is the New Black on Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> Whatever, I have a good time. You gotta have Listen, a good time these days. That was not meant to be shady. That was all. <laughs> I know. That was I was not throwing shade. Not today. <laughs> awesome. Enjoy, this episode, Enjoy the guys. episode. Bye, Jason. Hello, hello, Sammy and Morgan. Welcome to Survival Jobs the Podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Oh my God. We're first of all, so pumped. This is our first episode with two guests. So everyone forgive us if we're like figuring out how to have two guests, but we're (laughs) pumped. We're pumped. We're pumped. We're pumped. Yeah. We were so fortunate. to. Yeah. We we saw you both about two weeks ago. We were invited to see your show and we, along with the rest of the audience had so much fun. So we're happy to have you on. Yay. We love to hear that. I literally love Bad Cinderella and I would like to come back. I literally can't wait to come back. I had so much fun. I was screaming. We were laughing, having the best time. And also everyone around us, just like Jason said, we were all like living our lives. We like made friends. That's great. We love it. Come to a Broadway show, make a friend, you know? There's been a lot of customers I've noticed like in the last couple of weeks. This is people's second or third or even fourth time seeing the show and they're not my family members. So they don't have to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. My friend Alex brought his daughter. I I recommended it. I was like, you have to see this. He has like a 12 year old girl and, and she loved it as well. So. Props to you oh God, Jason, you did? Yeah. yeah. Uh, hello, press team. Jason's basically like working for the press office now. So <laughs> I get a cut. I get a cut. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, speaking of, of work and cuts and jobs, do you ladies, either of you, have a favorite survival job you've had in your past? I'm not sure who wants to go first, but I don't know if anybody is on the spot. Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I mean, uh, I honestly really love doing real estate and I know Jordan was on here prior and I know he had the, the kind of a similar situation, but I loved doing real estate. I, I only did it for a short period of time last year um, because it, you know, it was, co- it was, we were coming out of COVID and I was kind of like jumping from a jo- another job that like I liked, but ended up not liking. So I was like, what can I do? And um, I started doing real estate in June of 2022 Oh and um, I found out about the show in 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 August, so I only really did it for like a very short period. But 
um it was a blast and you know the summer market in new york is crazy so like i had a lot of clients and we did a lot of deals and i i liked it because it got me out of my apartment um and i got to see the city and like explore areas and um meet people honestly practice those audition skills because you're like look at this apartment buy it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's me for me I I've, love that. I've been working as an actor since I was 11 um, and I've been doing that ever since. Um, but during COVID, I went to business school. Um, this isn't necessarily a, a job that I had, but it's kind of setting up uh, another part of my job so that it's easier to survive in the business because I think there's plenty of downtime in the business and it's really important to be able to create your own content so you're not always relying on casting directors or producers um, to put you in something, um, but you could also put yourself in something and, and kind of build relationships um, with all of those people, kind of putting a, a film or a, a theater project together. Um, and so I, I went to Wharton um, to kind of learn how to produce movies. Before COVID, my brother and I had co-produced a film called Candy Jar with Netflix um, with Helen Hunt and Christina Hendricks and Uzo Duba. It was a really great film, and I also got to be in it. He wrote it, my brother, as a, a vehicle for me. And we saw that um, given the success of that film, we could continue doing that and making our own content that we wish we would have seen growing up. Um, but until that point, I work with a producing partner who's amazing. She got the movie made, um, but also wanted me to be able to produce things myself. Um, and so I went back to business school um, to get my graduate degree and to kind of learn um, how the financing works, you know, how you pitch projects to potential financiers, you know, how to do all the producing on not just the creative side, but the business side. So that hopefully, um, as I continue on in the business, I can both be an actor, that's my first love, you know, in the projects, but also um, be actively creating them and, and working with the partners that we're so fortunate to get to work with as actors, but in a, in a different capacity. That's yes. amazing. And, and by the way, like, it's not, that's not like a typical survival job, but it is part of surviving as an artist. So that's really important. And we have a lot of guests, guests, Hello, Monday. Listeners who, you know, want a career in the arts and are always trying to figure out how to get there. And I think that that's a super important takeaway is like you don't have to sit, sit in one lane in this industry. You can. No, I think, yeah, and I think growing up in the business, that's something I was always kind of told was like, you're either a business or a creative. You can't be both. And I think a creative person is one of the best positioned people to be on the business end of it, should they operate in both spaces. Um, and so I'm very passionate about activating other actors to, to get involved in those ways too. Because I think, especially when we're auditioning, um, it's great to have something else that makes you happy, not just the job, because you become so desperate for the job that I think your auditions are not necessarily as strong sometimes. Um, and so you have to make sure that you take care of yourself uh, first, right? That you feel fulfilled first, not just getting the fulfillment out of those jobs. And I think that having a survival job or something else is a great way to do that. So I love your, your podcast and, and the concept of it. Thank you. Thank you so, much. so the next part of the survival jobs questions is we love to ask, like, do you have a 
worst survival job or like a funny story from like a situation. So Sammy, for you, it could be like just a story, maybe from a gig. It doesn't have to be like at a restaurant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Do you want to go first, Morgan? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, it's the age old story. Like I I've waited tables since, um, I mean, prior to the pandemic, I waited like all through college and then like, I guess a little into the pandemic. And there was one restaurant I, I worked at, which shall remain nameless, um, (laughs) in midtown. Um, and, um, there was a table that ordered French toast. Um, and the French toast had berries on it and it's really, really good French toast. And so I was really excited and that they got it. I was talking about how amazing it was. Um, and <laughs> the French toast came out and like, I put it down and the, it had berries on it. Like I said, like blueberries and one of the blueberries was like a huge spider. And that was literally this. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. And it crawls out, it was no. movie. Like it crawled out of the tote, like, like out of the berry pile and I like screamed <laughs> and then I left the restaurant and <laughs> never returned. No, I did come back, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's time to leave. Um, oh one of those moments where you're like, okay, time's up. By so, the way, I don't mean to sound like a stalker, but did you not fully eat French toast with berries? I saw your Instagram. Did you just oh, last night? <laughs> no, no, no. That, you know what that was? I did like a, a puff pastry version of a strawberry shortcake. Got it. So it was like puff pastry instead of the like, yeah. <laughs> I go, I don't mean to sound like a stalker, but... <laughs> The very first toast did not scar me for life, but it was close. Uh, <laughs> That's a good story. That's so horrible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was horrible. It was, yeah. At least it wasn't a roach. No, that's true. Because that's happened yeah, to me. A... <sighs> it did. A roach crawled out of my salad once at a place that also will remain nameless. Anyway, <laughs> we love you, New York. <laughs> Come to New York City, the city of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Where spiders crawl out of your French toast and roaches crawl out of your salads. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sammy, do you have a funny story or something? Yes. Yes. Um, one of my favorite gigs, uh, I was working with an actor who had a very hard out, speaking of hard outs earlier, um, <laughs> and could not shoot beyond a certain time. She needed to go see her daughter. Um, And my sister happened to be on set. And so there is a project that I am in where in a lot of scenes with this one person, um, we shot it with my sister as that person on my angle. (laughs) On her angle so that she could make it to see her daughter that night. Um, So I thought that that was. That was a fun time for me. My sister. Actually, I hope your sister got some standing pay. <laughs> I hope she got paid for that. No, she, um, she's actually a trained actor. She in high school. She went to New World um, in Florida. If you know that performing arts high school, it's pretty famous. Um, but then became an attorney. Uh, so she was trained. <laughs> it wasn't like um, you know just just acting with my sister. She probably knows more than I do. Um, but it was very fun. <laughs> if I, I can't tell you what she stood in for, but it's a very famous actress. 
yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Also, like props to you thinking on your feet. You're like, we gotta get the shot today. You gotta make everything work. There's no, you, there cannot be red tape. I always say that in this industry, you have to not see any red tape. Make everything work and just try whatever you can to make that possible. Show must go on. They say, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you are both such phenomenal talents. The stepsisters was probably my favorite part of the show. No, no offense to anybody else, but I had such a good time watching you both. Oh, Carolee, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but um, you're both phenomenal performers. What at what age did you realize? Yes, I have a gift. I know, Sam, you say you're performing since you were like 11, but like, what age were you like? I have this gift, and I kind of want to do it professionally. I think way earlier for me, actually, not mm-hmm. not that I realized I had some gift, but just that I wanted to perform. <laughs> um, I started, it's, it's funny. So when I was two, my mom put me in a ballet class and I cried so much that they gave her her money back and said, she'll never be a dancer. Oh no. Just try something else. Your kid's not going to perform. My mom was not a stage mom type at all. I have no family in the business except that my sister went to this performing arts school but didn't end up in the business. She's significantly older. Um, And so she put me in tennis. And then I got back to it uh, a couple years later when a friend of mine at the preschool I attended invited me to a ballet class. And I was kind of like every dancer. It wasn't anything special um, until... I wanted to be on the competition team. And I was about six at the time. I was pretty young still. But the first time, I think I did Broadway Baby. You know that song? I'm just a Broadway baby. <laughs> um, Classic. And, but I did all these very sexy routines for my age. Like I did Mr. Monotony. Do you know that song? Um, I don't know if it's from The Pajama Game. It's just like a, I forget what show it's from. Very sexy number. I did all these very sexy numbers. <laughs> had like a presence on the stage um that was maybe different than than other kids um my age and I continued to compete nationally winning all these competitions um and it was actually from doing that competition circuit that I got recognized by people like Joel and Terry who now is a person who runs steps on Broadway um and other people who teach at steps who started offering me roles on Broadway um so I kind of totally fell into this world. I always knew I wanted to perform, um, but I didn't expect to be like picked out of a class and told, hey, we have this role for you. If you want to go be on Broadway, what actually happened for me was that my brother uh, had his bar mitzvah the first time I was offered a role. Um, and it was in the Grinch, which was doing like four shows a day. And for his bar mitzvah, it was over Thanksgiving. So I would have missed like 16 shows the weekend of his bar mitzvah. And my parents were always like, you have to attend all family events. So he felt bad and he found an audition for Gypsy uh, with Patty Lapone. We didn't know, I love Patty, like, but we, we had no idea who she was. Queen. He was like, you should go on this. So I went to an open call at Alvin Ailey um, and that's how I got into the business. And one thing just kept falling into the next and the next and the next and I got very lucky. Um, but I would always say long, long-winded story short um, that I, I didn't, know where I would end up, but I just always knew I had to perform from like age six. And now you're doing producing as well. Right, now, now I'm trying to get the story that I wish I would have seen. <laughs> yes, I love that. 
keep it going, girl. That's so inspiring. I'm like, I mean, shout out at... to your brother. <laughs> I know, right? I'm a good brother. Well, my brother, <laughs> your brother, brother is a, an attorney. Um, so by day, he's a corporate lawyer. Talk about a survival job, right? So by day, he's a corporate lawyer. Um, he writes 30 minutes a day. He believes that everybody should have a creative outlet. Um, and so that's his. And he doesn't care if the movies get made or not, but they get made on a pretty large scale. We have more currently in development now. Um, so he's pretty talented. Uh, as you can tell, I love to talk about my brother. He's my agent. He's, he writes me the scripts. But, you know, he thinks it's very important to have something else that makes you happy. And so he's an attorney. He, he's run for office. He, he has all these other survival things, too. Amazing. He's our next guest. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> Bring him on. Okay, okay I guess I'll, I'll, I'll jump yeah, in. Um, so I started, um, I really, my parents like are not in the business also. No one in my family is in the business. Um, and when I was a kid, you know, I like really, I never wanted to do ballet similar to Sammy. And so that was like a no-go. Um, but I was super musical. So my parents put me in uh, piano lessons when I was like, I don't know, five. And so I took classical piano for like seven years. Um, and I really, I, I was pretty like gifted on the keys. Um, but I like, you know, if you're in piano or if you ever like took an instrument when you were young, it was kind of like your parents made you do it. So I ended up like stopping piano, but I never, I always liked getting up in front of people and like playing the performance aspect of it. I just didn't like to practice. So, um, so that was my first kind of into music and performing. Um, and then I guess simultaneously with that, I auditioned for, a play in school, I think in like first grade, and it was Little Red Riding Hood. And there was no music, yeah, it was just play. And I got Little Red Riding Hood. And it was like the whole school. So it wasn't just like first grade. It was like first through fifth grade. And I got Little Red Riding Hood. And I was like, yes. that's interesting. Um, but my parents were like, you should do golf or you should like do tennis or you should do like these other things. Like I think it's because they know how hard it is for people to like make it in the business. And it is really difficult. Um and so I, I kind of did it for fun. I never did summer stock. I never did like community theater growing up. I just did the one sh uh, fall show and spring show at school. Um, and it was fun. But like I said, I didn't really take it seriously. And now that being said, one of my friends had an agent. One of my friends at school had an agent in LA. And I grew up in California near Los Angeles for context. Um, in a small town called San Clemente, which is the south end of Orange County. Um, and she had an agent and I met her agent like by chance at some like family event. And she was like, oh, like you should try to like, you know, do the LA auditioning thing. And so I did end up getting like headshots and whatever. And I, I would try to go to the auditions. But as I said, I did not like to practice. I did not like to learn my lines. I did not like to do that. I kind of was just like, we're going to, We'll just like run the lines in the car, like on we'll the wing it. We'll, we'll wing it. I now know that you cannot wing it. Um, but <laughs> um, and so I I was going in and auditioning for some things, but because I kind of was a commuter, I didn't, I wasn't consistent with my auditioning, so I like didn't really book anything. Um, and then when I hit high school, um, I was more serious about it, but I still wasn't like 
you know, I wasn't like practicing. It sounds so bad when I say it out loud. I'm like, um, yeah. but I did end up uh, booking this reality TV show called Rising Star. And it's a like singing. It was, you know, kind of like the voice or American Idol. They tried to make it work here. It, it did not work. But I was on season one of that. Um, and I was 16. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. I want to go to NYU. We're going to try. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm tumbling over myself while I'm telling this story, but, um, I was, it was really when I was like 16, I was like, okay, let's like try to make this like a serious situation. Um, and then my senior year of high school, I auditioned for a show called Lost in the West, which was a made for TV movie that Nickelodeon that was shot for Nickelodeon. Um, and I booked that and it was supposed to shoot over my like graduation for high school. Um, and then it got pushed because these things get pushed, as you know. Um, and I ended up being a Macy Awards finalist and then a Jimmy's finalist um, in that same span of time. So it kind of all like, it all kind of hit. And, and these are small things. I mean, these aren't, these, you know, they're baby steps, but um yeah, so so once I kind of booked like the for the rising star and lost in the west and then did the Jimmies, I was like, okay, like maybe people like will see me seriously. Um and then I went to NYU and I did that for four years. And while I was there, I auditioned, which you're not supposed to do, but <laughs> um because I feel like what is the point of going to school in New York City if you're right. not waiting outside of Pearl Studios at three in the morning in the cold. Correct. You know, character. So, um, so yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I guess that brings us to today and where we are now, but. Um, Iconic. Yeah. And that brings us right to today. So can you continue speaking mm -hmm. and yeah. tell us about Bad Cinderella's audition process? And did you guys have to test together? And then I'll have another, I'll have another question for you, Sammy, but Morgan, if you want to kick it off for that. Of course. Yeah. So, um, so I, my first audition was, uh, July, 2022. Um, it was like a couple of days after the 4th of July and, um, I was going in for, um, Kevin at, at Tara Rubin, uh, and he had auditioned me for other shows. So like at this point we were making jokes that he had like a collection of my headshots because, I had been in for him so much for like six and Darren Hansen and these other shows, but I, like nothing had hit. And, um, but I think that's important to the story because I think like I was comfortable with him. And I think that's really important when you're auditioning, like having a rapport with someone. We also grew up in Orange County. So like, we also like both like are from the same place. So that also, you know, commonalities. Um, it helps. And it like, I, I just feel like when you have rapport with people, it, it like, it does help. So um, I walked in and I was kind of flustered. Um, and I did the sides, the Marie sides um, and the Marie songs. And um, he gave me notes and I did, I think, the scene again. And then the next audition I had was two weeks later. It was a callback. And I think it was just with Lawrence, um, who is the director, uh, Kevin and some, uh, I think David Zippel was there and someone else from the music team. I can't remember. And then we had the, I can't remember if I did three or four call or three or four auditions, but I'm just going to say three because I, that's all I can remember right now. My final audition was at the end of July. Oh no. 
Yes, it was the end of July, very end. And then like a week later, they called me on uh, August 3rd and they said, you are, you're going to originate a role on Broadway. And I was like, I felt around on the Upper East Side. I was on my way to a showing, a real estate showing with a client who I had shown like 12 apartments to. And I was thinking to myself, I don't even care if she takes this apartment. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about anything. Um, I'm just like, I'm on Broadway. I'm on Broadway. So whatever. Um, And you know, that call you like can't tell anyone. So I just had to stand there and be like, yes, (laughs) this is the apartment. Um, But... (laughs) But I was so excited. And we never tested together. Sammy and I, I never did a chemistry thing. It was for me, it was the same um song and side every single time. So we, I was I was just building on what I knew and showing what I did to to a new group of people. The last audition, there were like 30 people in the room, and I was like, this is scary. <laughs> um, it was great. You know, we did it. That we did the thing, and that's that's what you do. You did the thing. We were supposed to test together though. Just I just want to be transparent about that. I was trying. Oh, you were. Um, and so yeah, they did call me to come test. But uh, I was in Croatia, I believe, at the time. Amazing. Um, my audition process was in February. So I had kind of, I knew the show was coming. So I had taken this summer because I grew up working on a TV show for over 10 years and then working in TV and film too. I'd never had like a normal college experience, which is part of the reason why I went to business school. So I thought over the summer, knowing I had this job coming up, I would expedite my business school degree finish it um, by taking online courses over the summer and then like do my sophomore summer traveling across countries. <laughs> um, but at 26 years old instead of 19 or 20. Yeah. <laughs> so I was not back for, for the, the chemistry read, but they did, they did attempt to do that. I don't, I don't want... It's crazy. You guys are, your, your connection in chemistry is so amazing that like, I guess they just got lucky, <laughs> you know, like I would think that, you know, that was a part of it, but you guys are so good together. So thank you universe. And thank you that it just worked out. Um, Sammy. So what, can you tell us a little bit about what it's been like? Like it's literally Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like what has that been like to be in one of his, you know, original Broadway shows and to be in the original cast? It's, been incredible. I've wanted to be back on Broadway since I was last on Broadway 15 years ago. I don't think I realized how much I wanted to be on Broadway um, because I was very fulfilled doing Blue Bloods, the TV show I was on, and and other films. Um, But being in front of a live audience is really like nothing else. And to marry that with getting to work with Angelaide Weber um, is just a total dream come true, especially because I always tell the story. I feel like I'm the product of Angela Weber uh, myself as as a human because my parents actually, on their first blind date on my mother's 30th birthday, met at Starlight Express. So, so it's very full circle. Oh, <laughs> it's really the reason I am here is an Angela Weber show, uh, and now I get to originate a role in an Angela Lloyd Weber show. So that that's, is so cool. That's crazy, but just like his entire oeuvre, right? Like from from Phantom to things like School of Rock. I mean, it's just incredible. Um, and and I pinch myself every day going to work. Uh, I've been very happy my whole life doing what I love, but I, I always say 
something about this job feels extra special. I don't know if it's just how happy Belleville is or what a fun time the show is, but it just lifts me up every day I walk into that theater. Um, and I feel so fulfilled and, and happy and grateful that I was asked to come along for this journey, um, especially as I kind of, as I said, had been away from live theater for such a long time. This is my first for my audition. It was the first audition I went in for post-COVID uh, wow. in person. And I don't think I'd auditioned for Broadway in a number of years. Um, wow. So <laughs> it was very exciting. It's super exciting. It got me chills. Yeah, I mean the fact you that you're ready. The, 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 the takeaway is like we can do it, right? Like you don't need to do something, um, you know, all the time in order to get the right role. I always say like I can feel when it's the right role for me a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it's like a very rare feeling you get, but you go in for a lot of things that you don't get, so that makes sense. Um, but you kind of just read a script and you know, like I could be this person. You got to believe in yourself enough to like do the thing maybe you don't do all the time, right? Like mm -hmm. I've been in TV and film for a long time. And then all of a sudden I found myself singing again, which I love. Um, you know, you got to be brave and, and creative yeah. and, and like do that. For sure. Well, we were talking about how audience loved it. Like we were there, Samantha and I were there and we were just like, everyone around us was like cheering. And like, there was this guy who was, I wish I remembered his name, but he was living his best life. I will tell we you. Like, you remember I, his name? No, I remember him. I interrupt, but I think he just moderated a Q&A after the show. Oh, was it oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this guy. I, I can't remember his name, but he was screaming living his life. <laughs> he was sitting house left. And Carly and I, I remember, I think it's the same person that you're talking about. I remember we were joking we should give our bows exclusively to him because he was living Sorry it to interrupt. So no, no, I, I'm glad you, you said that. No, but it was so much fun. So I wanted to ask Morgan, why do you think people are connecting to the show so much? Like, are having such a good time. What is it about it? I think there's a few things. Um, I think, to be honest with you, it, it it's an escape. It's escapist a little bit. Like you go and it's it's this fun, bright, like happy. Um, a musical. I always say it's a shot of cotton candy, honestly. Yes, and I think yes. that, like we need a little bit of that in our in our world right now. And so um I think that's why people enjoy the show so much for starters. I of course there's a lot of great messages in the show and those are not to go unnoticed, but I think, you know, we see a lot of like amazing, amazing work on Broadway, amazing work. And, but a lot of it is really heavy and our show is, is not um, for better or for worse, but, but at least when you go, like, you know, you're going to leave and you know, you're going to laugh like the whole time or have some sort of like positive reaction, you know? And I think that's why people like it. Um, and the songs are earworms. That's the other thing I think. I think they really get in there. You know, we love a good motif. <laughs> so true. <laughs> and Sammy, if people haven't gotten their tickets yet, tell us like tell us how like you know what theater it's at. Tell us all the details where they can get it. Go to badcinderella.com. Uh, I hope that that's the right address. Maybe badcinderellabroadway.com. We should check on that. Exactly. Uh, check if it. you want me to personally it. handle it, I mean, we'll sell tickets to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll back you up. 
I was saying the other day I was I was going outside to get merch because I think I I must have a record for how much merch I've bought at the show. Every day I feel like I bring like eight sweatshirts into our dressing room. Um and I you ran I ran into yeah I ran into Cameron uh, who plays Charming. It is badcinderellabroadway.com. Thank you, Morgan. Um, that's, <laughs> um, that's a good guess. Um, <laughs> but I just usually type in bad Cinderella into Google and then I don't know what just comes up. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you can do tickets. There's so many different outlets where you can buy tickets. But anyhow, back to being outside at the box office. That's where the merch booth is. And so I ran into Cameron who plays uh, someone in the show. I don't want to give it away. Um, but he uh, was standing with me and there were patrons already lined up for the theater. And so I said, I thought it would be fun if we started doing a bit where we actually like stood outside fully dressed and just thank people for coming, sold tickets, like, you know, just worked the other, the other side of it all. Right. Because usually people come to a theater and you're in your dressing room you're backstage, but I really enjoyed that we could have, we were taking like selfies, this more personal interaction with all the people coming of to course. the So please, everyone who's, who's looking to buy tickets, badcinderellabroadway.com, go there, DM me if you need assistance. Um, we <laughs> want to interact with you. Uh, we want to show you what a beautiful place Belleville is and yes. make sure you can get there. So please reach out. By the way, I think Maggie Rogers just did that, like was fully selling tickets to her show on the street. I, I, I know she did. A friend of mine waited five hours. So maybe the stepsisters can go on the street and sell the tickets. I think, I think we're going to do actually something like that later this week because I was talking to our, our PR yeah. team about that. But I, I think that that is a great tactic, especially given we're kind of both a business-minded team uh, in real life. Yeah. We really are, actually. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you guys both so much. As Jason said, we are big fans of the stepsisters and so iconic. You just made survival jobs history with the first show with two guests. So we're so grateful. You guys are both amazing humans, as we just have learned in this episode, and also incredibly talented. Um, so I second everything. I sign off, run to see the show, you guys. Now, now, now. Um, so we always play a fun game, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, before we transition to that, do you guys have a piece of advice uh, that's, that you'd like to share? Maybe something you've gotten from a mentor of your own or some advice you'd like to give to our listeners? Morgan, you want to? Yeah, I will actually. Um, so something, something really stuck with me um, from a teacher that I had in school Um and it it has to do with just like persistence and like keeping up with your practice. And I know I've said this a million times, but I did not used to practice at all. Um, and what changed that for me, like really changed it, was I had a teacher in college who said, if you're not getting up and doing it every single day in some capacity, whether that be warming up, stretching, you know, practicing what's in your book, um, I don't know, reading, whatever it is for you that you need to work on or you know you need to work on, somebody who is your type is. And like that stuck with me so much. And I know that's such a harsh piece of advice, but there are so many of us in this business that that want to make it. And, and there are always new works being made and that's great. But like the people that make it, like do the work. So 
it's not just like work here, you know, it's, it's not all buns and roses. Um, it's, um, it's a lot of work and persistence and you just have to stick with it and, and do the hard leg work. Cause the job is the fun part. The job is the fun part. Um, so yeah. Anyway. Hashtag facts. <laughs> Hashtag facts. You haven't said that in a long time, Jason. <laughs> oh, bring it back. <laughs> and Sammy, do you have any any advice you'd like to give? Yeah, I think especially in line with this theme of a survival job podcast, I think openness to new opportunities has been my biggest takeaway in this business. Uh, so long as it's not something bad, I've said yes to everything, whether it's been a fashion opportunity, not, not actually necessarily in terms of taking acting jobs, but things other than acting jobs. It's actually very important to no one to say no uh, as well. Um, but if there's something fun or different that you're offered, whether it's like a fashion collaboration or you know, something like business school, right? Like something that can work in your schedule so you can still do what you love, but you do something else and it doesn't, you know, make things too difficult for you. It's important to do those things because I think you meet people in the most unexpected of places. I found like at business school, for example, talking to major CEOs, they all produce movies on the side. You would never think that CEOs of major like, banks or things like that, right, um, you know, are also interested in making movies. But the more you talk to people, the more you learn. Um, and so not that everything is about how do you get to the next thing. Um, but one of the ways that you can do that is through networking and through meeting new people and through exposing yourself to new opportunities. Um, and it helps you kind of discover what you want in life too, right? Because then you learn about, you know, for example, people like both of you who do something like this, right? And maybe that makes Morgan and I think, would that be of interest to us? Or do you know what I mean? Like it's it's helpful to just expose yourself to as much as possible and, and to as many opportunities and people as possible. And I would uh, do that if I were in the business um, because networking is such a critical part of it. A hundred percent. That's so true. By the way, if you guys yeah. need some advice on how to get a podcast started, we can help. I actually wanted <laughs> to start a podcast, so like maybe you never know. I, I just I think the question is like, what do you talk about, right? Like, what are we talking about? Um, <laughs> but I feel like it's it's natural, right? It's like a conversation, so we'll see. We'll see. Love that. You can need tips. Yeah, shoot us an email. Yeah, <laughs> Last thing, really quick before the before the game, I love asking this question because I know like I just like to see what's inspiring other artists right now. So, is there any like other movies or TV shows or books you've read recently, or maybe another podcast that's really like been feeding your soul recently? I'm thinking. I know it's like a random one, but I like you know, I like to get in your minds. <laughs> Any TV shows? I I saw a Doll's House recently. <gasps> I was very inspired by it because I think Jessica Chastain's performance is so understated in such a perfect way. Um, I was just totally in awe and in love with it. Uh, and it was the first theater that I had seen. When I get into a project, especially like a, a theater project, I find I just shut out everything except the job which is probably not good, but that's what I've been doing. I like have only listened to my Adele, not Adele. Um, <laughs> that's the stepsister I play. And our show 
And like, I, I don't go see things. I don't, I'm just at home doing the script. Like I'm sure as you saw, there's like a lot of physical elements to my performance. So I'm like with a mirror constantly just figuring that out. And so I don't see things. So it's a very inspiring first thing to see was Jessica Chastain just kind of blow me away. And it was all sauce. I sign yeah. off on that. That production was amazing. It was, it, yeah. yeah. It, it was, I mean, and seeing her is like such a, such a treat. I'm a huge fan of Jessica as and well. Wow, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I'm, so I'm reading this book right now. It's called The Art of Auditioning. And I don't know why I'm like so into it, but I think it's a fantastic book. It's, it's, it's primarily geared for television auditions, but it is, um, it's just really interesting how the author, Rob Zacina, he frames like, I love that the business. And like, he talks a lot about how it, it's changed the way I'm, I'm going to approach film and TV auditions moving forward. One of the reasons is because he says like, don't, ex especially in self tapes, don't expect your reader to be an, an actor. Like, don't try to get a reaction out of that person. They're not going to give you a reaction. And I do think that's like a, I think that's, a, that can go across any, any like form of auditioning. But I think specifically for self tapes, when I'm like sitting in my apartment and I'm like, mom, Re like you're supposed to go slower like it's not really gonna <laughs> slower. that's not gonna affect my performance but like i i guess i never thought about that because when you're in school like you were taught to get a reaction from your scene partner or mm. you're when you go through like wants and objectives anyway that book is great if you're looking for something to read um there's also another book that i love it's i think michael kane wrote it i but i can't remember the name it's about acting for the camera um, and those two books I, I love. So um, inspired by if you're looking for any any tips and tricks on auditioning. So yeah. thank you both for sharing. I love that too. I love a good book. Yeah, it, it's good. Yeah. Also, I'm, I'm going to jump in and say something because you made me think of it. The Art of Living by Larry Moss is excellent. I that book. Mariska Hargitay told me to read this book when I met her once. <laughs> so I told her <laughs> She said, read this book. And I said, anything you say, Queen. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, that's it, right? Okay, I'm gonna, that's my next one. Yeah. That's my art of book. The art of, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. You guys are both iconic, amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't think we can say thank you enough. Um, this was such a fun episode. Uh, just like Jason said, we always end with a game because we just like, you know, sometimes we get deep and inspiring and we like to just bring it back to having light and fun times. Mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to play a game, seeing as how you both are in Bad Cinderella and playing the stepsisters. We're going to do some Cinderella trivia. Okay. Cinderella through the years. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you guys yes. just work as a team and if you need to discuss amongst yourself the answer and then you know just throw it out there okay who's kicking this you're off the, you're the first one Sam here we go okay this is multiple choice which of the following singer actors has never played Cinderella in a professional adaptation A. Julie Andrews B. Kiki Palmer C, Anna Kendrick, or D, Jennifer Coolidge? Oh, that's easy. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, correct. Okay. She been, hasn't she been in, wasn't she in? She was in another Cinderella, Cinderella adaptation, just not as Cinderella. Yeah, I think she was a stepmom, right? Yes, yes, yes. In the Hillary Duff one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. 
Not to talk about me when it's not about me, but my first role ever was the stepmother in Cinderella when I was eight. <laughs> I, need a video. I would love to see that. My mom told me, she said, you're probably going to get a mouse. It's your first play. And I said, I'm going to be the stepmom. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I love it. Thank you for the sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the animated Disney movie, Cinderella's carriage to the ball is made out of what vegetable? It's not multiple choice. A pumpkin. Correct. Ding, ding, okay. ding. Is a pumpkin considered a vegetable? I was like, maybe it's squash. No, it's a pumpkin. <laughs> Is that that's a new fun fact that I'm taking away from this? Okay, number three, true or false? Hans Christian Andersen wrote the original version of Cinderella. Yeah, he's a fairy tale guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's false. Mm. The answer is false. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to say that. We only thing. know we only know the the version by Emerald. <laughs> yeah, we only know the version by Emerald. So, Charles Perlot. Jason, is the? Do you know if that's how you pronounce that? I think it's French. I think he's French. Charles so. no. Hold on, I'm sorry, but isn't? I feel like there. I hope I'm not going off by opening up a tab now. But isn't there a Hans Christian Andersen version? I think I think he has a version, yeah. But I think Charles. Okay. Uh, he does. He does. He okay. Does he absolutely does. Okay. Charles Perl. Yeah. Perl. Okay. Yes. Charles Perl. Yeah, okay. Okay. I remember this. He's the OG. Okay. Got it. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> we should move okay. this thing. I know. Now we do. That was a tough one, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> okay, our last one before the big bonus. Uh, the names of the evil stepsisters in the Disney version of Cinderella are this multiple choice: A. Willow and Wilhelmina Tremaine. B. Drizella and Anastasia. Anastasia Tremaine. Yes, that one. It's that one. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Too easy, correct <laughs> I always used to love the name Drizella. Like as a child watching Cinderella, I was like, that is such a cool name. Yeah. Drizella. But that clocks while you played the stepmother. It like it all, you know. Oh, my daughter child that, you know. <laughs> daughter. Okay, big bonus. This is really tough, you guys. Before the Andrew Lloyd Hello. Before the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical Bad Cinderella opened on Broadway, it played in London's West End under what title? Andrew Lloyd Webber Cinderella. Correct. Correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Is this a trick question? Yeah, well, nope. no. We just want to give you back to your 100% that you deserve. Yeah. Congratulations <laughs> on the game, ladies. You absolutely killed it. Snaps all around. You guys, you're amazing. Before we go, can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media to keep up with all your projects and what's going on? Yes. yes. Sammy Gale for me on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at Morgan Higgins with two N's after Morgan and two S's after Higgins because Morgan Higgins was taken. And you can find me on TikTok at It's Morgan Higgins for videos of me, Sammy, and Carolee Carmelo doing TikTok dances. Also, Thank you so much. Shout out to Carolee Carmelo. Also, that like that question didn't come up in the interview, but like, what an iconic mother to have. What? 
I love her. Like amazing. She really is my favorite person, I think, in the whole cast. Sorry, Sammy. You're number two. <laughs> <laughs> and also follow the show. I think the handle is Bad Cinderella Broadway. Yeah, I think it's Bad Cinderella B-Way. It is. I've tagged it many a time. Many yeah. Many a time. <laughs> it is. Yes. And if you <laughs> go ahead, Pam for putting this together. Yeah. Yes. And if you guys are tuning in because you're fans of these ladies, as you should be, and you don't follow us yet, follow us at Survival Jobs Pod on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook on Survival Jobs a Podcast. Shoot us an email at survivaljobspod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Sammy Toots and my boy Jason at Jason A. Coombs. I can never know how to point to you, Jason, in the box. Otherwise, it really messes me up. Yeah. Like in the moment, I'm always like, "Wait, where am I?" <laughs> Morgan, we need some TikTok help, so we'll we'll we'll, we'll exchange. Oh God, here I am. Like podcast help. Okay, great, great. <laughs> I'm really not that good at TikTok. I just <laughs> you can't be worse than us because <laughs> I try. You sure do need that help. Okay. Anyway, thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you, thank we appreciate you. you. Continue thank killing you. it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And go see Bad Cinderella, everyone. Yes, go see Bad Cinderella. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.